Hello and welcome to the PlayStation Unchained Anime Podcast, the Problematic Sticker. I am your host this week, Chili. Um, with us, please be frightened. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I always be frightened when I'm hosting because it's scary and confusing. It's just like spending time with me, really, which is scary and confusing for everyone. No, that's just what you are. You're scared and confused. Always. Where am I? <laughs> and I'm, I'm just dazed and confused all the times. Uh, as you can hear, we've got some other co-hosts, as always, with us this week. It's not just me talking to myself. We've Yay. got a Klaus, the bringing of the knights. What's up, everybody? Uh, how are you doing today? Uh, apparently, I'm the terror that flaps in the night. Yes, yes. Or something like yes, that. Yes, you are. Darkwing Duck! Really? <laughs> Sorry. It yeah. sounds really rough. <laughs> yes! Oh, the nostalgia! Uh, right? Oh. Yeah, we're old. We are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm doing fine. You don't get that reference. Stop watching. <laughs> Stop listening. <laughs> Stop listening. I got the reference, but I never watched it. Uh, so, has it been a good week, Klaus? It has been a pretty busy week, actually. We had a new episode of Phoenix on Radio last night that we had a chili on. I'm shocked. I know, right? Yeah. If it's not a new episode of Phoenix on Radio, it's a new episode of Moogle on Radio, isn't it? I know. Yeah, That's next like, Saturday. Twitch.tv, I said Moogle on Radio. Shameless plugs aside, um, I... F- Finally finished my entire uh, set of shiny uh, evolutions. Ooh! I evolved my uh, um, Umbreon last night. Nice. And thanks to the chili luck, I got. Um, I only had to evolve one of each. I used my powers of hacks to make sure yes. that he, the RNG, was in his favor. Either that, or he sacrificed a Lalafell. Maybe. For those who play Final Fantasy XIV, you, you might get the reference. <laughs> um, so has it been? Uh, how was the uh, stats on that Umbreon? Eh, that one was just a, a. It was the best one I could find. You know, shinies when you get them yeah. are usually pretty crap. Yeah. I didn't get ver- I didn't get a lot of really good shinies. Just the one, and I, that one I turned into my uh, um, Espeon. Oh. That one's better in the meta at this point, but. Nice. I'm going to talk more about that if this were a uh, Pokemon Go podcast. Hey, Pokemon <laughs> is still an anime. It is true. <laughs> that nobody um, watches anymore. Hey, I've heard that um, a lot of people like the new Sun and Moon anime. You know, where they rebooted it with Ash being a kid again, sort of thing. He's going to school. Haven't seen it. I haven't seen it myself, but I've heard a lot of hype about it. Um, Interesting. Yeah, but a lot of people like complimenting the art style. So, I, I want to give it a look sometime. Different. Yeah, they've re, 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 like, redone all the art. So, um, anyway, let's go to the other host. Chris, how are you doing today? I am okay, as as usual, as per usual, hopefully. Um, I gotta say, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of a miserable... Uh, I'm gonna be a miserable old curmudgeon here, and just say that... Back in my day, you kids had you kids have it too easy. Back in my day, I didn't even get a shiny Pokemon until my tenth playthrough. You kids walking around with all your goddamn shiny Pokemon nowadays. You know how hard it was for us to get them back in the days. Sorry, I'm just like wow. Everybody's got shiny Pokemon. Seriously, I didn't get my first shiny Pokemon like ever. I didn't even know they were they existed until like ten years. 
after I played the first fucking Pokemon games on Game Boy. Well, you already play. you always got one. <laughs> you always got. Did one. I? Yeah. Which uh, one was it? I didn't even remember. I don't uh, even remember. Gold and silver, I think it was the Lake of Rage. Oh, the Gyarados, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. That's a shiny Gyarados right there. Yeah. Well, yeah. See, like I said, it wasn't until like gold and silver, mm. fucking years later. I didn't even find out about the the shiny Gyarados until years later. No, it's just like and now shiny shiny Pokemon are everywhere. Everybody's got one, and I'm just like, yeah. well, it's mainly a Pokemon <laughs> Go. I've never actually I've never caught a shiny in the real main games. I yeah, I don't I think I have an actual like a random yeah. wild encounter. I think I've had maybe one, and I can't even remember what Pokemon was on. It was so long ago. All I want is no, a shiny yeah. magic cup. That's what I want in life. It is I'll my... trade you one. Yay! I just have to fly to America. Exactly. <laughs> or fly me out to Scarborough. <laughs> nah, you'll get attacked by werewolves. That's true. We don't want that. Or vampires. Are you, no, Are you saying, Klaus, you want to go to Scarborough Fair? <laughs> Parsley Sage, Rosemary, and Thyme. <laughs> Here's to you, Mrs. Fleckenstein. <laughs> I must Lowry that's, season salt. That's the only reason why I like Bayonetta because of the guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We have one more host though. Yeah, we got another host. Someone who hates video games. Gary. Gary. This is when you say words. Why? Why do I hate video games? That's not a question to ask us. <laughs> <laughs> How how you doing, man? Come on. <laughs> um, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Nice. How was how was your week? It was decent. Good, good. Now, I heard there's been some news about the Dragon Ball Super movie, and that you might know some of the information. <laughs> um. Yes. Yes. Um. If you want. Um, so there's two bits of information that came out. One, people kind of speculated, um, and some people kind of already knew, but, um, the most overrated character in all of Dragon Ball is going to be in the Dragon Ball Super Brawly movie. Wait, I, I didn't know they confirmed Tarbo. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, oh, no, that's a character. They're both terrible. Nobody even knows that's a character. What about Slug? Yeah, no, but I think there's Bardock, like three people that know about Slug. <laughs> Bardock has been confirmed uh, for the Dragon Ball Super movie. I'm assuming in uh, a flashback sequence. Yeah. Um, you talked about I. I feel like there's going to be plenty of those. And I still firmly stand by the fact that in the trailer when we see Frieza fighting Brawly, that's a flashback scene. And I believe... Brawly and Frieza have already faced off way before that. Who'd before the events of today. Who was the first person to protect Bardock? <clears throat> you were, Ben. Yeah. You were. Yes, I was. Indeed. Indeed. You predict the world, my friend. You predict <laughs> the world. I know you're really good at predicting <laughs> stuff in Dragon Ball's token battle. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of scary. Yeah. As Bardock is confirmed, we haven't seen any video any video footage, we haven't seen any concept art of him, so in what capacity he's going to appear in uh, is still unknown. 
I'm going to tell you now. Do you know that pod scene in the trailer where uh, you yes. see the hand or whatever it was? That'll be the uh, that'll be Goku. That'll be a flashback. Uh, I'm calling it now that that pod is Goku's pod and that hand is Bardock's. It's probably Staying going to be before the... he sent them off. Yeah, it's probably going to be the scene from Dragon Ball Minus, which was a m- official manga by Toriyama, which uh, gave a new backstory to Goku in a way, sort of a spin. Yeah, you know, not the uh, original movie, but they had Bardock. Uh, uh, Bardock basically. Um, find out about Freezer's plans because he found it suspicious that he, uh, Freezer asked for every uh, I won't go too much into the manga so you can go read it if you want it's like a spin off of the Jacko manga um, basically they had every all the Saiyans return back, back to planet Vegeta and Bardock found that a bit suspicious so he, when he got back to the planet he, he talked to his wife, we actually got to meet his uh, Goku's mother Jean and they talked about the fact that they found it a bit weird that all the Saiyans were told to come back. And then we got a little scene where they put baby Goku in that sort of bar, that's, um, that like pod and sent him off to Earth because they thought that would be the safest place for him because it's further away. It wasn't that evening to take over. Uh, nice. So, uh, and that sort of hand scene was like one of the last panels of the manga. And it, so I'm guessing it's just like an adaptation of that, of Bar, yeah, Bardock's last scene. Whether there'll be more Bardock or not, I don't know. And hopefully we'll actually see Goku's mother in like official anime form for once. Be cool. Um, the other thing is, I, I feel like we'll find out the reason Beerus wanted the Saiyans destroyed. Yeah. Destroy them is because of Brawly, and right. the danger that Brawly to him in particular yeah. wouldn't even be surprised if we see King Cold in some capacity in this movie as well I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see the first ever, and I, 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 this is pulling you know, straws but this might be the first time we ever see Cooler officially surprised yeah, if he made Cooler canon as well um, I mean, maybe look, the three maybe the three of them had to team up to take down Brawley because yeah. Frieza couldn't do it on his own because look at the uh, Dragon... I know it's a, <coughs> a little bit horrible of an anime, but look at the Dragon Ball Heroes anime where they put a bit of a spotlight on Cooler. <laughs> I, like this, the, yeah. I like the theory that some people thought that um, the reason why Cooler is in the Heroes anime is because they want to try and get him sort of in people's minds for when they sort of re-announce him for the series. But again, but I, yeah, so... I, that's just... A theory, and I I don't really believe in it, but maybe. It has been confirmed. Uh, the other news came out from an interview that I believe was done by the producers and the director. Uh, they were talking about how powerful the characters have become, and came up of how powerful Brawly is compared to you know Super Saiyan Buu and all that. And I guess their answer was transforms into legendary Super Saiyan status. Like, you know, his max, whatever his max level is going to be. They've pretty much said that he is two levels above Super Saiyan Blue. Nice. If you think about it. That's why that rage mode is just, like, so indestructible. They just can't, like, like you can't damage him unless you... 
they hit him. It's like they don't, they don't feel that pain, you know? Yeah, we saw how powerful Kale was in the anime on the manga, where she's pretty much eliminated 90% of the competition in the manga. Yeah, I've seen um, it in the manga. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, um, also, so, you, you pointed out something, too, Gary, you, you should quickly mention. <laughs> I, I, I'm uh, about, about a certain old guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Um, two levels above Super Saiyan Blue in legendary status. So I think hard to think about how Goku and Vegeta and even Frieza combined can go up against that force. Um, Beerus is going to have to get his hands dirty this time, and he's probably going to help them fight. Um, but... Um, it is looking more and more likely that another one of Ben's predictions yeah. as well, and that we might see Gogeta become canon as well, and they'll have to fuse. Yeah. Some, good fu- some good old fusion dance. I've been craving it. Yeah, because it exists, but apparently only Goten Gotenks knows how to do it. <laughs> Goten and Trunks. <laughs> just good. Just, just Mac Daddy. the fusion dance, but only those two want to utilize it. Yeah. Um, doubles oh. higher than Super Saiyan Blue is just insane to even think about. No. Well, what, what would what would Jiren be though? He's yeah, he's a lot is higher. Than over nine thousand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 he embodies the essence of over nine thousand now. <laughs> but no, I would love to. I would actually have loved to see Jiren team up with them to fight him. That'd have been funny. Think about it. What's next after Blue is Ultra Instinct, right? So then, does yeah. that mean Brawly is more powerful than Ultra Instinct? Then maybe. But well, I, I don't know because Vegeta didn't go. What, what, what does Instinct. he went? He went two super levels higher sparkle. mean? Like, what does two levels higher mean? You know? Yeah. Super yeah. Saiyan uh, Blue free. It grows like <laughs> really long Saiyan hair. <laughs> apparently, but, well, apparently it goes. Uh, it goes Super Saiyan Sparkle, as we've seen with Vegeta, and oh, then Super somehow Ultra in- Ultra Instinct is like a his Sparkle <laughs> form, which is what I dubbed it. Um, it's not really a transformation; it's more like his version of Kaioken. Well, it's more like Super Vegeta, in a way. He had Super Saiyan One, and then Super Saiyan Two, but in between that, he had that, that bulkyish form. Because he couldn't yeah. master Super Saiyan 2, much like yeah. Trunks couldn't do it either, neither could Goku. Yeah. Gohan was the only one who mastered it. So Super uh, Vegeta had his own form, Super Vegeta, where it was like not the bulky, it was kind of like in between 1 and 2. Like a 1.5 sort of thing. Well, see, and Go- Gohan's kind of evolving at a different, you know, different level than Vegeta and Go- Goku too. Because yeah, got... Gohan's kind of got his own like power thing going on with Ultimate Gohan, and he, yeah. as we've seen, it's pretty Ultimate damn book strong. Nerd. Ultimate book nerd, <laughs> yes. Uh, Gohan. Yeah, the, I guess the last thing we should talk about is what's happening in the manga right now. Um, mm. Pretty much all of Dragon Ball has been a lie, and yeah. that Master Roshi is just an asshole would rather watch the world burn than to save it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because in the manga, right now in the Tournament of Power, Roshi is going one-on-one with Jiren and actually going toe-to-toe with him like it's nothing. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Tags. <laughs> like, like how? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so essentially... Roshi. Between Master Roshi could have defeated the Saiyans when they came. Yeah. He could have defeated Frieza and King Cold when they came. He could have beaten the androids with ease. Sell with a snap of a finger. All the booze, please. He would never turn into chocolate. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. Zamazu and Rose, what they should have just taken him with them. <laughs> he, he would have found a way to kill an invisible Black. god. <laughs> Seriously. Master yeah, Roshi has just been hanging out when he could have saved the world. Yeah, he dodged. Let's see, he dodged. <laughs> he dodged one of Jiren's punches. Countered. Jiren. Jiren blocked. Then he slid underneath him and bounced away and like dodged a bunch more punches. Like how? How the? Well, you've already established how powerful Jiren is. How the fuck is Master <laughs> Roshi suddenly this powerful? Yeah, and, and and then the one of the scene is like Beerus and Whis and Goku are like the fuck did we just watch? Like how's this happening? Even Whis is like, what the hell? <laughs> Super secret hentai powers. Yes. Like Roshi achieved Ultra Instinct before Beerus even knew what it was. All I know is I really hope that during during the next uh, manga that somehow um, Roshi during his dodging does the Mafuba and captures Jared. My God! <laughs> you know what? Master Roshi is probably going to be the MVP of the manga. Like, it's not going to be Android Seventeen. Roshi is going to be the one that survives. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Roshi takes around. out Jiren. Man, uh. the manga just goes completely off the rails compared to what we've seen. Like, what is even happening? Uh. I can't uh, that, though, we didn't get to see that in the anime, though. That would have been cool to see Roshi go toe-to-toe with Jiren like oh, that. Yeah. To be honest, <laughs> Roshi did have some cool stuff in the anime anyway. It was... He, yeah, he did really well. Though, one thing I do... I know this will sound stupid compared to Roshi versus Jiren. The only reason why I don't mind that as much is because Roshi's such a yeah, mastered... He is such an old mastered... You know, Martial arts. He might. The reason why he's dodging is because the fighting style is so basic for him. He's uh, yeah. He's able to predict what um, Jiren's about to do before he does it. Mm. But what pisses me off the most is Gohan and Kefla fight. What happened there? I didn't see. Um, they knock each other out. Oh. Kefla well, gets so Kefla got eliminated by Gohan? Yeah, Gohan. Oh, god damn it. Yeah. Uh, really? That's that's even more unbelievable than Master Roshi fighting Jiren. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I guess the anime did that one better when she yeah. just wrecked Goku's shit. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was a way more interesting uh, fight. They've also given her a new way. form as well, but I haven't seen that because I haven't seen that, that panel yet. So, oh, nice. Um, hope it's Super Saiyan 3 Kefla. That'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Akira Toriyama has been uh, hiding Roshi's true power yeah. this entire time. Yeah. Roshi so. is it's just God. <laughs> just wants to see the world burn. He doesn't care. He could have stopped all <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't believe that, that, that manga. But also, we play a mobile game called Dokkan Battle, 
and they're about to celebrate their 250 million downloads. Um, there's there's been some leaked information for the anniversary event. Well, download event should we say more than anniversary? Um, the first part should start next week. I heard. Um, again, this is all leaked information, so the details could be wrong, could be falsified, or could just be delayed. You know, maybe they'll delay a week or so. Who knows? You know, we don't know until they actually release it. So keep the, keep this all with a pinch of salt. Uh, the first part will be um, a Goku and Freezer banner, where you can pull on either a Goku or Freezer. We don't know what other banner units are, but the Goku and Freezer are the first units to be able to transform um, more than one time into different forms. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. Well, each each turn that they go, they transform into the next stage. So Freezer starts off yeah. in first form. Yeah. He's on a second turn, he'll transform into his big tall one and then the yeah. xenomorph looking one yeah. so forth up until golden freezer yep um we don't know all the details yet we don't know the super attack animations we don't know the links properly and we don't we know the passive which is amazing a little bit too much in my opinion both have very good passives <laughs> key plus 12 why why it's an automatic super 100% critical chance, so you yeah. don't even have to put critical into their potential system. I would recommend putting critical in their potential system, though. Already 100% critical. Yeah, but the 100% critical isn't until the final form. So I'd recommend putting a little bit in just so that the you know, the previous forms can do it. That's true. Uh, focus on... I'm, I'm going to focus on additional attacks, but with the occasional critical. Yeah. As if we pull them. <laughs> That's if we pull, pull them. Chili will pull them. <laughs> and Chili the other banner is yeah. one I read a post shut down because apparently I leaked shit three weeks after the episode aired because the super fans of Dragon Ball hadn't watched the final episode of Super. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so, posting spoiler? Like, really? Yeah. What kind of fan are you? Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're getting LR, Goku, and Frieza, uh, the team up that they used against Jiren. Yeah. is known about this card yet. Um, so we'll see what it's going to be. Uh, I'm but, thinking it's going to be super good. Oh, yeah, it's going to be broken. <laughs> all, the, uh, all the download anniversary ones have been broken, really. So it's going to be crazy. And we're also getting a new free-to-play LR, which will be the Great Saiyan 1 and 2, which is a support defensive LR, so it looks pretty decent. Um, well, from the Friend Summon, and we're also getting a free agility Piccolo who fuses with Nail. Yeah, who's pretty AOE broken. attack. Yeah, and he also is getting his own Extreme Z Awakening as yeah. well event. Yeah, his passive is insanely good. Piccolo. Yeah, his, that Piccolo is going to be really good. Yeah. Finally, I know. After three years, <laughs> no, we don't know what the rec what the transformation requirements are yet. So we'll see. Um, oh, a good pickle card, finally. I know. But it's a fusion with nail. They couldn't have done the fusion with Kami to make this card better. That'll be the next one, maybe. <laughs> That'll be LR Piccolo. <laughs> oh man, we already have an LR Piccolo. We already have a load of LR. We already have an LR Goku. So, 
saying one. I mean, let's face it. We have two LRs of Captain Ginyu. Two. Trey. Have one. <laughs> uh, technically, we have more than one LR Goku because we've got LR Goku Black. Well, come on, man, really. <laughs> Doesn't count, man. But I still want to say congratulations to all three of us because we all pulled an LR. So I'm very happy. LR this week, so yeah. happy days. You guys pulled dupes, I pulled an original. Yeah. Which, to be fair, though, your original is sexy. I like my original. I wanted a different original, but I'll take this one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was some Dokken Battle news. Um, should, yeah, we'll go to My Hero next. Klaus, do you want to talk about some My Hero? My Hero. My Hero. My Hero. This was a good episode. The um, 100 students that passed the uh, first phase of the exam are now having to go and do rescue mission. Which is just what Midoriya was looking forward to. Well, it, it, you would think that it would fit his character type the most out of any of the uh, students at uh, UA. You know, because that's what he really wants to do is he wants to save everybody. But as we soon see um, going into this, their inexperience is showing. As first-year students, you know, they, they have some experience in training with, with rescue, but uh, they have a long ways to go in comparison to the uh, second- and third-year students that uh, are also joining them in this test. I, I think it's really funny how they... Um, what the, what they're using for uh, the the the, uh, the rescuees? They actually hired a company. Um, what H- was the name of that company again? HC HUC H something like that. Pro- something volunteer. Yeah, the, the, they're basically professional uh, re- uh, rescuees. They're hired out for these types of scenarios. They they they're they're. Um, professional uh, people to be rescued. Yeah, I like they, they even uh, said that to uh, that little bit of exposition there to say, oh, this, this makes perfect sentence in a wor- sense in a world that's all full of heroes. And yeah, a nice fourth like, uh-huh. wall break there, right? Yeah, you're like, thanks for the uh, update. <laughs> but no, it, was it was clever. Yeah. And they go into this saying that, you know, they're going to be scored based on, on their performance and they'll be, things will be deducted, you know, uh, accordingly. But no rules were given. So they go out there and uh, basically the, uh, the Class 1A, they all go together to try and uh, uh, set up, a, you know, see what they can do to help out. They come across this kid. And he's like, oh, my, my grandpa's trapped underneath. Help me, help me. And, and then Midoriya goes, oh, crap, this is bad. And <laughs> automatically, the, the kid looks up and goes, minus points. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh. And, and long exposition about how you don't do, you know, try and, you know, all of that. You don't say negative things about, you know, what's the, the situation to a, uh, a person in, in need of help. You know, you I'm bleeding here. You should be uh, assessing my condition and blah, 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 blah. And it just goes on and on and on. But I mean, it is beautiful exposition for class 1A because it basically tells them everything they need to know moving forward. 
So they're able to then use that information and uh, it was continue really on good. with. It was yeah, hilarious. Like I said, it was great. To be it was fair, probably that the kid looked like an old man in some scenes for me. Well, a lot of them did. I, I think they were. A lot of the old men were like actually just old uh, little people. They they were playing the one old dude who was in like the the, the baby onesie. Parts! Oh my god! The sloppy. <laughs> that shit was great. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. Oh, that was a beautiful scene because we get um the uh, uh she. Is it Shiketsu High? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the guy with the uh, the whirlwind trait um, that everybody's kind of um, eyeing. Oh, yeah. And, he, uh, he's using his power to basically whirlwind everything around him, including debris and potential uh, and people who need to be rescued. Yeah. But the, the, the person is like, wow, this seems so sloppy, but this guy is using his quirk in such a finesseful way to adjust the wind speed for the, the people who need to be rescued versus the, the debris to get rid of it, blah, blah, blah. But it's still sloppy! <laughs> <laughs> it was, then, that was, they, yeah. yeah, yeah, I love when they do the whole, it's sloppy, and then you, like, see the lightning bolt behind him <laughs> and his eyes are just blank. He's like, <laughs> So good. But it was so good. That, that reminded me, we did get a little bit of exposition just before this event all started. Um, Todoroki yes. actually confronted him and's like, do you have a problem with me? And b basically it, it turns out his problem is he had the same eyes as his father Endeavor. That and was a tricky. Yep. So he, he might not be as bad as we all think. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he's uh, principled in a way that's similar to the people who uh, don't respect Endeavor, the kind of person that he is, much like Todoroki himself yeah. doesn't mm -hmm. respect his father. So I think that might be something they uh, can prove that even though he has, he may have his father's eyes, he doesn't have his father's same personality. Yeah. So his we'll his, his spirit, so to speak. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we see a lot of the second and third year students really you know, coming into their own on that. You know, with this whole rescue thing, they are setting up a triage station. They are setting up um, like an area for the uh, like a helicopter to land and and clearing paths that and roads. Power, the guy way. with the hair, yeah, mm -hmm. that hair guy. <coughs> I mean, he's like the only thing that sucks about this this uh, quirk is is his hair tangles so easily. <laughs> there was a he he reminded me of a character in One Piece. Um, that's part of a. Uh, 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 cipher pole number nine who has total control over his hair too but it was really yeah. cool to see him in action and, and actually uh, I always like seeing uh, characters quirks like when they introduce a character mm -hmm. and then they kind of show off the quirk a little bit it's always a nice little uh, I like it when nice it's a, a weird quirk as well not just a you know yeah like like of... the, the, the meatball guy that shit was creepy oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to figure out how that could be useful in in this type of situation. What the hair? No, no, the, the meatball guy. Well, if he it, remember, he can anyone he fondles gets a oh, second. Anyone he fondles <laughs> gets turned into some like meaty balls. So you know. It, oh my god. It, 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 I yes. guess he could fondle the 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 um, hostage the rescue the people he needs to rescue and then carry them. I mean, when they're tiny Maybe. little balls, they're easier to carry. Yeah. Maybe. That, well, that's, and that's what they're testing, is, like, make sure you're, yeah. you know, utilize your powers. That's why and plus we they, see some of the UA students start splitting off, too. Yes. Going, because they're can, being most useful. 
he can also use his body for more stuff as well. So yeah, yeah. Who Probably knows lifting, what he'd be able to do? Anyway, getting back onto what actually did happen and not speculating on what could have happened. Um, <laughs> uh, another uh, group of uh, UA students ends up finding this. Um, was it an old man in that one? Basically, uh, he's trapped. Or it looks like he's uh, trapped underneath uh, some uh, rubble that looks like it's kind of uh, balanced precariously. Yeah. Yes. And Ochako was going to use her uh, quirk to try and float it all away. But fortunately, uh, uh, Momo was able to point out, hey, you shouldn't do that. It puts out that creates this uh, stop sign and stops her. <laughs> that was that was just awesome. Like stop, railroad you do that. crossing stop. Stop yeah, bar. <laughs> and he, she's echoing what this other person was thinking. Um, you know, she, he, he was like, you know, she's gonna try and you know get this out of here, but that that would be problematic if you do that. But uh, Momo was seeing that, and they're like, you know, they're showing how everything is balanced precariously. Yeah. So they use the, the quirks together. We get uh, um, uh, Saro using his tape to reinforce things. Momo's creating these girders to try and hold things up. And once they stabilize things, then she uses her quirk to, to float the, uh, the um, other things away slowly. And they work together to, to, to free this guy out of there. And he's like, you know, it's, it's, it's a good, good start, but it's very inefficient. Yeah. So they are really you know, watching what these guys are doing. And then that it, it's at that point where the rest of the UA uh, students realize that, hey, you know, we should be splitting up into smaller groups and uh, trying to help out that way. So they, they split off and they start trying to find other people. Like uh, um, Suyu goes to the river with um, Todoroki, uh, I yeah, think. Yeah, and Todoroki and the Invisible Girl. I can never yes. remember Invisible Girl's name. And the other, and a couple of them go into the mountain area. And while they're doing all of this, it's at that point where we are, uh, um, we are shown some people coming into this area. You know, they're all in shadows and dark, and uh, they're basically gonna try and uh, mess things up here a bit. And uh, we're introduced again. To everybody's, uh, fi- uh, to the third most popular uh, hero that looks like a villain, and Gang the Orca. Most, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And the tenth most powerful superhero overall. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Gang Orca. Uh, you, did you talk about the bit where Biako... Um... Oh, God, that part too, yeah, because Biako... Oh, yeah. Or, or, Biako. <laughs> no, look what you did. Bakugo. <laughs> See, I'm 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 mixing all of these things in my head, and it's terrible. All, all the animes are just floating around all over in there. Plus Final Fantasy and all that, yeah. yeah. But Bakugo and uh, um, it has his followers. Yeah. Um, uh, Denki and um, Hiroshima. Hiroshima. Yeah. They go into a mountain area, and uh, they they see these two people with hurt arms. Hey, rescue us! Rescue us! And he goes, rescue yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, you don't say that to those guys. And, and they're thinking in their heads, well, you know, we, we aren't all that injured. You know, it's probably a good thing. Yeah. He, he automatically noticed that we could probably get out of here by ourselves. But you shouldn't have yelled at us, minus points. <laughs> <laughs> good, good point on that. <clears throat> yeah, and then, then I, he turns around, what? <laughs> <laughs> I really love that scene, so. It was, it was adorable. It, 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 this is such a... Uh, 
a wonderful series. I, I'm, I'm enjoying all the little nuances in, in these episodes, and it's so much fun. But anyway, Gang Orca comes back, and now at this point, they have to um, try and continue their rescue efforts as well as quell these terrorists from uh, um, you know, causing more, more problems on the scene. So that's where the next episode is going to jump into. Yeah, they're going to see who, who's going to fight, who's going to save, keep saving people. You've got to learn to fight and protect if enemies are there. This, yes. is, this is really what I was getting excited about is, is the uh, uh, they're, they're focusing on the rescue and they're actually kind of going into detail about it, like what you have to do as a, as a, as a hero, like what's expected of you, what the hero's role is. Mm-hmm. It, during the rescue, and that's what I was. I, I you remember I mentioned last week that if anybody can make it interesting, it's these guys, and they are again making it interesting because um, they're talking about what's important for a rescue and what you need to focus on. And yeah, I thought it was overall a really, really good episode. Um, a really introduction for the, a really good intro into more of what it means to be a hero in this world. It's good stuff. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it's it. good. It's good. Uh, do you want to talk about the movie quickly, Klaus? Oh yes. The, the we just we also received a word uh, earlier this week that there is going to be a uh, um, a release of the movie coming out uh, in September, I believe it is. I'm bringing up the details here. I was. Wondering if you guys wanted to talk about that or not. But uh, Funimation is going to be release, doing a, uh, um, a limited release. Okay, where is it? Where are you hiding at? I, think I just have the video here. I don't think we necessarily want to play that. Um, Cliff Notes? That's what I'm looking for right now. Uh, My Hero Academia 2 Heroes is the name of the movie. And it will be uh, coming out uh, September 25th through October 2nd. Um, tickets go on sale on the 24th of this month. So at that point, you'll be able to see what theaters have it um, near you. Um, there's going to be subtitled and dubbed versions. So you can see whichever one you, you prefer. I believe the subtitle is going to be the first bit of it, and then the dubs are going to be later. That's usually how uh, Funimation usually likes to do these types of releases. Um, trying to find, uh, so basically, um, Deku and All Might receive an invitation to iExpo, the world's leading exhibition of quirk abilities and hero item innovations. Amid the excitement, sponsors and pros from all over, Deku meets Melissa, a girl who is quirkless just like he once was. Suddenly, iExpo's top-of-the-line security system gets hacked by villains, and a sinister plan is set in motion. It's a serious threat to hero society, and one man holds the key to it all. The symbol of peace, all might. Wait. Prequel? Or where, where does this take place in the story? It's before he loses his power, but after he passes it on to Deku. It's a, just after, from what I can tell, it's just after the tournament. You know the tournament they did? The, 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 I think it's the around, school? Yeah, I think it's around the time the summer event. event starts. So between the, the, the sports festival and training? Yeah. Probably, yeah. We'll throw it in there. Um, also, there is a one-off manga that was announced recently as well. I, 
I can't find the name of the one-off manga. Um, it basically expands a flashback sequence that's in this movie. Um, the manga will pick up with the um, All Might's mentor Nana Shimaru, sorry for butchering it, in her final battle Nana. of All for One. Um, basically, <laughs> it, it shows All Might come into like his own as it, when he you know, first becomes All Might. Nice. Sorry, this so, is what I've been. This is what I've been wanting to see. Yeah. Or at least part of it. So yeah. yeah I cool. I really want to see how All Might became the uh, yeah. the person he is. Um, be, you know, based on that one flashback that we got was, which was basically a mirror image of <clears throat> him and uh, Midoriya. Yeah. It was so, so sweet. <laughs> right. Uh. Oh, uh, but we should mention too. Next week is actually not um more of. The fight with Gang Orca—they're—they're uh, yeah, they're pulling a right, bleach. That's right. And all of a sudden, all I of these students are, are back in class, and so we'll have to wait. I don't know how long for the filler to—I think it's just a week episode filler. Hopefully, um, yeah. but they're usually good, and it's more cute classroom antics with All Might. So I'm looking forward to it. What the hell? Special episode: Save the World with Love. Yes. Oh, good <laughs> that title. Yes. Uh. Can that title be any worse than the uh, the the ones that we've gotten with the Boruto series that were that just ended? Oh. How's that for a segue, huh? Oh, segways right there. That's some fancy segways. That is some sexy segue. I'll be honest. It wasn't until last night where um, I was talking with Klaus at the end of Phoenix Down Radio that I even knew there was a new episode of Boruto out because I just looked at the thing and they've all got the same sort of title name. Yeah, Super Chocho Butterfly Mode, Super Chocho Kiss Mode, and Super Chocho Love Upheaval. Love, yeah. love Upheaval. Uh, I uh, I like it. I I'm really on the. Come on, on the those train. are the worst I'm episodes the... ever. I mean, Chocho's. <laughs> you're on the you're in the Chocho Choo Choo. Yes. I See, Chocho so is best girl, but this was not a good episode. In no, my this opinion. was this did not. This did not showcase her very well. No. no it, it, the, la- the last episode, it brought her back to where she was. Yeah, that's the problem. It felt like at the start of this episode, she went back to losing the progress that she made in the last episode. Yep. Uh, basically, it starts with her pretty much kissing the guy's ass all over again and pretty much ignoring her duties. Well, as well as uh, she was basically indebted to, um, what's her name? Ashni. Ashina. Yeah, Ashina. Yeah, yeah. because um, she had tried to fix the dress yeah. and bring that up to her. And he's like, you expect me to wear this? And she's like, oh, no, I guess not. And then uh, <clears throat> during some downtime, she's looking yeah. really angry and she scans over all of the, 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 uh, the yeah. ninjas and looks right at Chocho and says, you, get me some water. Yeah. And, and so she's like, oh, yes, yes, ma'am. And so she goes to get water, and it's at that point, as soon as Chocho's yeah. gone... The, the gas that mask we... guy attacks. Yes. Yep. And then they scare him off, and then they have a little chase sequence where they try and go after him after the little fight, which... Well, because he actually um, gets uh, grabs uh, yeah. Tomura. And, and is running running off with him, and they're trying to uh, um, kidnap him. Yeah, and they got away with him. And it was like, 
Yeah, well, it's, I, I was really shocked that he was. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, they, eventually they work out that they have to. They basically got their ransom, where they wanted to sort of trade, and they wanted to. Yeah, you know, she she was had to go to do the trade. Was it was money, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, twenty million Ryu, yeah. Yeah. which is like what, twenty million bucks, something like that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, they make. Yeah, she a, had to be the one to deliver it. Yeah, she had to be the one to deliver it. So they make a plan on how to cover her while they do delivery to make sure everything goes smoothly. Even though I would have thought, I was sat there thinking, why don't they just attack? He's one ninja. There's loads of them. Right. Um, why are they just stood there? Come on, he's one ninja. I'm sure they but, could stop him before. I mean, they've got Shikamaru's son. He can literally use shadow paralysis to stop him from attacking. The, yeah, the hostage before he could do anything. But we re- we learned why they did this. Yeah, they learned this because it was all the trap all along to find out who the fact that they're working together because they'd already caught him. <laughs> He's such a bad they, ninja. They already caught him. They are. Yep, they had already saved Tomura. Yeah. And uh, they discovered that that it was uh, Ashina all along yeah. who was uh, trying to uh, cause all the issues here because she was being forced off of the set. Yeah. She wanted By to become more Tomura. of a star. Yes. Yeah. This this sounds an awful lot like pretty much. I think at least one episode in every other Family Guy yeah. uh, series and Futurama and Simpsons. There's always an episode with the jealous star that's behind it all. Fuck! I think there was a Scooby Doo that yeah. did it too, and it was like, oh, it's the 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 agent for the actor or some shit like that. <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Yeah. yeah, you meddling ninjas and your toads. But we didn't get to talk about the best part of the episode. Oh, yeah. The only good thing about the entire episode. And that's yes. Mitski, best boy. While they were waiting for this <laughs> exchange to happen, uh, Mitski brings up to Chocho, you know, because they're tr- they trying to get her to eat some potato chips again and, and kind of yeah. calm down and kind of get back to herself. But she was just wasn't having it. Yeah. So Mitski comes up. Chips. Well, you, we know that. <laughs> you love your crisps. I do. So uh, basically, he's asking her, you know, he's saying it doesn't really matter what flavor you go for, whether it's consomme or lightly salted. It, it's it's not, not the flavor that matters. It's it's the quality of the potatoes. Yeah. It's the soul. That's the essence of the potato chip. Mm. You can have, you know, the, the greatest... Um, flavor but if it goes on to a rotten potato it's gonna be a terrible chip so yeah you don't want to suck chocho so chocho what's your soul are are you a a a fresh delicious potato or are you a rotten potato (laughs) 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 that's basically what it was yeah Uh, and and it worked and then um what she was going to try and blow everybody up with these uh, um um paper bombs yeah and uh, they get them out of her hands, but uh, they, they still end up going off. Yeah. And all these, this cliff that they're on is uh, breaking apart. And Tomra is about to get crushed by this giant rock. And it's at that moment that Chocho realizes what her soul really is. You know, she, she is the, 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 yeah. the freshest of potatoes. Only the best <laughs> potato chip. <laughs> she, she breaks her jutsu, goes back to full power, and uses her partial expansion to... Yeah. to Punch through the the uh, um the bowl that's falling down and uh, saving Tomura. He realized, oh, you're the same person. Yes. Yep. 
and then at the end we get to see Tomura basically groveling at uh with uh, um yeah Cho Cho it's like you know yeah. trying to get her to to go out with him and yeah. she's, she's like no, no. I know, don't no want to be tied no or... cal- calories or men yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> I don't need no I, men I, or calories I was expecting her to be because she's like I only offer potato chips to people yeah. that I like and I thought she was totally gonna like. Yeah. Pull it away from him as he goes to grab it, but no, she's classier than that. Yeah. She was, she was very, uh, very humble about the whole thing, and very yeah. good old Chocho and adorable as as ever. And then she gives a bag to Mitsuki. Yeah, <laughs> and, a whole bag. The second best part of of the episode happens yeah. as soon as he gets home. Mitsuki's eating a potato chip. Yeah. And Orochimaru says to him, you know, I didn't think that you would, uh, g- you know, get down with eating food because apparently he doesn't need to eat. Yeah. Which is a bit and weird. Chocho, or and, and Mitsuki tells him a little bit about the, what he's been talking with Chocho about. And uh, then he offers yeah. his da- he offers Orochimaru a potato chip. We need to see Orochimaru eat a potato chip. It's amazing. <laughs> Not he's really, like, it but... tastes kind of good. Yeah. Which you know, I, it was a bit weird because he's like, these are quite nice, and then he's like, Mitsuki's like, yeah, it's not my to my taste. But they're not my they're not my flavor. Yeah. Uh, so, so is he unshipping them himself from Jojo now? I don't know. Maybe she'll just get all the potato chips and and he'll get I don't know. Well, he doesn't need to eat, so. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason. But but he yeah. knows what a fresh potato chip is. Yeah, he knows what a fresh potato chip. It's the Chojo. Chojo uh, is the freshest, oh. the fresh maker. Anyway, I'm yeah. most the thing that excited me the most about it though is the next uh, little filler arc we get. Yeah. It's gonna be Metal Lee. Ah oh, yes. And basically, Rock at this Lee? point, Metal, no, Metal Lee. Well, well, we'll get to see Rock Lee in there, but uh, yep. Metal Lee is going to be... They're going to be dealing with Metal Lee's um, anxiety. Yep. And supposedly if he's Don- going to learn about the... Um, uh, the, the, uh, the the gates. The gates. So, so, if done right, this could be a really, really good filler arc. Yeah. I'm going to go oh, with no. But- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Broccoli, but he had, he had some of the worst episodes. He also had that entirely <laughs> amazing series. Yeah, that series was the best part, though. Yeah, uh, Lee SD, wasn't it? Naruto yeah. SD. Naruto SD, Rockley and his friends. Yeah. That's, that's the one that yes. Gary really liked. Adorable. Yes, it was the best. Oh, oh, oh. I need to check it out. And and and, yes. and in every episode, you see Yamato peeking over their shoulder somewhere. <laughs> so it was amazing. I've only seen a few episodes, but I'm gonna have to watch the whole thing sometime. It's, it's only thirty-two. Yeah, it's not that many episodes, so I definitely recommend it. If you've only seen a few, just just, just watch them all. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm hoping that, like I said, if the story is well written, and they have the potential to do it, their writers. They do have some good writers on staff. Yes. They just need to make sure that they, they get the story cohesive and uh, give it enough um, exposition yeah. to, to do it right. This one was rushed and 
mostly poor. They wrapped it up very conveniently at the end, but like I said, overall, I wasn't a fan of the of this little uh, three episode arc. Nice. Yeah. Also, I, one thing that I always wondered—I mean, why did they? There, there's been no explanation as to why Boruto was reinstated. Because he did really well against the people. There we go. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> you think he's. He, he should have gotten some sort of more punishment than just to say you're sorry and then now you get to go uh, watch movie stars. Uh, I guess, but... I mean, especially if it's the Hokage's son, you got to make sure that you're, uh, um, you know, holding him up to a higher standard. Uh, no. Not, not having seen the entire show, is Boruto as... I, I don't know, I guess... Uh carefree as naruto was at that age um i'd say more rebellious than carefree he's he's a very smart person but they're slightly different they're both very smart they're both very powerful you know naruto was pretty smart he just wasn't book smart he was more street smart Mm -hmm. um and he was also very lucky um I think Boruto is a bit more carefree just because of the uh, um, the the era they're living in right now. Oh, yeah. it, it's a very different time in the ninja world than it was for Naruto at that age. Yeah, I will say that if if Naruto was this in these circumstances, I think that it would be he would be pretty much the same as Boruto is. If they both had the same circumstances, you know. If Naruto was in this time period, and um, hell, I think the fourth Hokage wouldn't exactly be the most strictest of fathers. He doesn't seem like he would be. Mm, but his mom. His mom would be. Karishina? Yeah, she would be super strict. Yeah. Uh, well, not maybe, probably even more strict than Hinata. Yeah. Well, Hinata's. I don't know. Well, we've seen the the fact that they're scared of her, so. Well, for good reason. You don't. You don't want yeah. those sixty-four palms. No. <laughs> That's one fisting you don't want. <laughs> I don't know, I, I, Naruto um, seemed to like it. Chris will disagree with you. Yeah, hell yeah. If Hinata wanted to give me six, Hinata could give me one hundred and twenty-eight palms. I, whatever you need to do. That's only for special occasions. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, I oh, like when I win a bet. Uh, I'll be honest. I was surprised they didn't put. I know this. I didn't surprised they didn't put Neji's name in his name just for, like a um, homage to Neji. You know, Boruto mm. Neji Uzumaki. Well, does he have a middle name? I don't know. Don't think so. Do they have middle names? No idea. But he's the Kage. He can do anything he wants. Neji Uzumaki. There we go. It's better than Baruto. I'm sorry, that's just yeah. still a stupid name. Yeah, I agree, but it, it, it makes more sense in the anime, though, yeah. realistically. Uh, Otherwise, you know, it would it, it would be really weird to have a um a, a new series called Neji Uzumaki. They'd be like, yeah. "What is this about the the um <laughs> the Byakugan? Well, yeah, what? it seems to What's be going on. Well, it's we haven't really figured out what exactly what what's yeah. happening with that yet. Uh, uh, hey, 
Also, we could. He, he, I'm surprised he didn't name his kid after the ramen shop either. Is <laughs> <laughs> there enough? I, I wouldn't be. I would love. I hope there's a flashback episode where they see you know Bruja gets born. Oh, they should have named him Menma. Uh, yeah. Like in like in the flashbacks or the yeah. uh, the alternate reality ones. Yeah. I wonder if, like, a, uh, yeah, yeah, just a filler episode where, they, yeah, Boruto's got born and Naruto's trying, yeah, they're trying to think up names and Naruto's just going, um, Ichi, you know, yeah, the Ichiraku and then the name of the shop owner and then the girl that owns it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the men, and then men the must comes up. Yeah. <laughs> and then Chashu. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> Tonkatsu. And I don't yeah. know. That, that poor kid. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it was a good episode. I, 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 I'm... It was of the three episodes. Yes, it was the best of the three. Yeah. But like I said, I wouldn't call it a good episode. It was only good to me because of Mitsuki. That was the best part. It had I moments. Thought... It had moments. Yeah, and the end bit with Ochimaru. I like that bit because I, as I like, I just find it weird that Ochimaru's just become a kind of good guy, but not really. He's mm. just a guy. Yeah. Well, we actually—that's another thing that they talk about. You know. He, he, He's like, you know, in regards to being your father or your or your mother, um, Mitsuki goes, it doesn't matter, you know, as, as long as I know what the essence is. Oh. I wish we were the... the oh. He's both, isn't he? Well, he's... he's he's Like we talked about before, he's kind of gender fluid. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's inhabited male bodies, he's inhabited female bodies. Yeah. He's very asexual. Yeah. Yeah, if you want, it, Naruto is at least what, uh, ahead of that in some ways. It does have a gender fluid character, literally. <laughs> oh, dude, one, one piece, one piece did gender fluid characters. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being all hipster about it. Yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, one piece yeah. did it way before anybody. Come on, they did. They really did. Uh, God, like ten, twelve years ago. I think even longer. It was during the. Uh, well, first we got introduced to uh, uh, Mr. Two Bon Clay. Um, I still want to say Naruto did it first. No, I actually uh, Ghost in the Shell did it first. True, yeah. yeah. If you want to get technical, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But out of One Piece and Naruto, I'm gonna guess Naruto did it first because Orochimaru was right at the start. It was like the third arc, because remember he was female in the forest, and then he was male in the attack, which was like a few days later. Mm. That was like the yeah. Third. You know, honest, honestly, you've got me curious as to who did it first, but I'm too lazy to Google yeah. it right now. So okay, yeah, we'll find out <laughs> Maybe next week's episode. There you go. <laughs> or email us and contact us. And, yeah, Pod Unchained. <laughs> We'd love to know if you who you think's the first gender neutral. Is it One Piece or Naruto? Who did it first? Simpsons did it. <laughs> uh. I think right. this is the first time that Simpsons didn't do it first. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on then? Yeah, we should move on to Attack on Titans. Uh, can I briefly interject um, yeah. really quick? Uh, just because it was a big, uh, kind of a big deal. Um, <clears throat> a, a very uh, popular voice actor that oh, yeah. even if you didn't know him, I know you, everyone known loved his work. Uh, Unsho Ishizuka passed away last, uh, I believe, Thursday night, Friday morning. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know, our uh, we want to be. I think I speak for all of us at the uh, 
problematic sticker here. He, you know, our condolences um, to a great guy. Let's see, he he voiced uh, Heihachi in Tekken Tag Tournament 2 and Tekken 7, uh, Tetsuo Tamashiro in Yakuza 3, and Hoji Ujuyasu in Samurai Warriors, and he also it was, very famously, Professor Oak in Pokemon, Jet Black in Cowboy Bebop, and Von Hohenheim in Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, Japanese also, voice. The Japanese. Yeah, he was also a Hercule. Yeah, he was well. also and Mr. Satan. Yes, yes Mr. Satan. Uh, Earth's heroes finally passed. Oh. Mm, yeah, so there, there, there you are. We're, we're another, another great has left us. It's a shame because that's both. Boom, Dragon man. Ball is just knocking them down, aren't they? Yeah. First Bulma's voice actress passes away. Master Roshi, watch yourself! <laughs> Seriously. No, actually, I, think I, think, him. I think he did. I actually think the voice actor for Roshi did pass away at some point during the Dragon Ball. Is that? Am I right? Is it Roshi? or Somebody else. There was somebody else I thought that passed away, too. Uh, during the The North American... The, the dub... The, Actor that does Frieza's voice can't do the voice no more due to mm-hmm. medical reasons. Yep, he's another one. Yeah. Trade yeah, for Toriyama uh, now, over there, over 70 years old, drawing Dragon Ball still. Well, I don't think he really draws it, does he? He just does, like, a few panels. Still art, man. Yeah. <laughs> Gets the basic storyboards going. Yeah. If it I does... could draw, like, a Kira Toriyama, I'd be so. Times, man, sad times. Uh, but seriously, he was a great voice actor, and he'll be missed by everyone. Sixty-seven, too. Sixty-seven. Uh, yeah. I guess esophageal cancer is way too young. He's gone to train with King Kai. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we love you, man. Thank you. Thank you for all the entertainment you brought us over the years. Yeah, especially with and the now Tekken. for something completely different. And now for Titans, something completely Titan. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes. Uh, so the new season. While we were uh, doing some of our our own coverages, you know, currently getting the uh, the legs for the podcast up and running. Uh, the uh, the third season of Attack on Titan has resumed, and we are already uh, five episodes in. Um, so I thought today we would want to take a brief look back at the previous, uh, at the previous two seasons, and then, uh, what, what, what did you guys want to do? Did you want to cover the, the first, you said the first episode of the dubbed, uh, version of Attack on Titan Season 3 just aired today, but they're five in on the Japanese. Yeah, Gary hasn't had a chance to watch that yet. Okay, so just a recap of the first two seasons briefly, and then we'll jump into... Episode one and two next week. If if uh, two is available uh, early enough for you guys to watch, because they 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 come out pretty close to when you guys start uh, the first podcast. Yes, yes, they do. Um, mm, yeah. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Either either episode one or episode one and two. But yeah, if we can do a, a TLDR on, on the. Attack on Titan, and then talk a little bit about season two, maybe a little bit more in depth, because that's where things really get interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can I can quickly TLD season one. Um, basically, 
Uh, in this universe, uh, 100 years before the beginning of this story, uh, giant humanoid-looking creatures called Titans uh, ran, suddenly appeared and wiped out all of humanity. And they, they basically come up and they eat people. And they range in size from you know, maybe the size of a of a uh, a bear or or larger standing on its hind legs to you know the the size of uh, skyscrapers yeah, from like um, meter, meter and a half to like thirty meters or more. Mm-hmm. So the bigger ones can swallow you in in one bite, and then you suffer and digest in their stomach acid, or you can be basically like eaten and bit to pieces by the smaller titans. So you know either either way it sucks. Um, they can't be killed with traditional means. Um, they, they don't have any genitals. They just run around all naked and creepy looking. They're like firmly set in that good old uncanny valley, which it's just creepy to watch these, these, these things run and run around and eat people. Um, so mankind has been backed into a corner, uh, behind these three walls, uh, wall Rose, wall Maria and wall, uh, fat Albert. And, uh, it's, uh, and these are, this is humanity's last bastion, uh, Apparently, from what we're told, Titans are out roaming the rest of the Earth, and these are where the last humans are located. And it's got this medieval setting with gunpowder um, and advanced technology, because the only way that they've developed to fight these Titans is this 3D maneuver system, which launches hooks into walls, kind of Spider-Man style, and they can fly around the Titan, and they have special blades designed in these air pneumatic pressure change systems. Very uh, steampunk. Actually, yes, very steampunk. And they uh, they have to basically fly around the back of the Titan's neck and slice through the nape of their neck to disconnect their spinal cord from their body in order to kill them. If you cut off an arm or a leg, it regenerates very quickly very, uh, through a lot of steam. They, For some reason, they emit immense amounts of heat when they're regenerating. Um, so yeah, real nightmare for the human race. The only way that we've developed to fight them. Uh, and effectively neutralize them. And one day, uh, a uh, variant Titan, uh, uh, at first it seems to be a variant Titan, you have some Titans, normally they just kind of shamble around like big zombies, uh, but you have some that like run after you, can leap around, do cra- all sorts of crazy things. And apparently a colossal Titan appears outside of the outermost wall where a town is located, uh, and I forget the name of the main character's town, um, but it's where the main character, Aaron Yeager, is located. Giant colossal titan appears outside the wall, standing over, looking at all the people. They're all shocked. Kicks down the wall and lets all of these titans in. All of a sudden, you know, 100 years of, of safety and, and mankind is, is shattered. As titans come in and start devouring everybody, our main character, Aaron Yeager, is a young kid at this point, sees his mother get devoured, swears revenge on the titan. Years later, he joins the uh, this group of uh, the what do what do you want to call them the the the, the humanities yeah humanities last well overall I forget the name of the army over um but the uh, uh, yeah the scouts are part of this regiment that uh, he joins that they're specifically trained to go out on these recon mis- missions and. They have, like, a huge, a high mortality rate, you know, they're, they're supposed to be the best of the best, but they always end up getting killed. <laughs> um, and, and, yeah, you, we learn more about the Titans, kind of, we learn that Eren is, spoiler here, um, Eren, it turns out, is a Titan somehow, he has the Titan powers, um, years later, a, a 
the Colossal Titan appears, uh, kicks down in the next wall, an Armored Titan, the Armored Titan uh, that broke down. No, he, he appeared and broke down the second, the first gate all those years ago was when that Armored Titan appeared, right? Yes. And then, did he reappear again during the second attack? I can't remember. I know the Colossal Titan, Titan appeared, kicked down the next uh, wall gate, and uh, now Aaron like no, is no the armored titan didn't come back for some time. That's right. Okay, but thank we you. Had, we had this mysterious titan show up, and I believe it, it was the female titan. Yes, yes. Later on the scouting mission, later on when they when they go out, uh, yeah, the female titan appears, um, and this is after I think they restored the Trost district uh, uh, security, and after Aaron discovered you know Aaron's a titan and all that, and. They go out on a mission because they think that they're... I can't remember what they're doing. They set up the cool radar system, you know, with the flares, and then the female Titan appears, and there's a big, you know, brawl, and because they apparently she wants Aaron for some reason, and... Well, basically, we discover that this female Titan has been, like Aaron, another human that can turn into a Titan and was actually uh, a spy all along, Annie. Uh... The blonde one. The best and, character in the whole show. Yeah, yep. she's, she turns out to be the spy, uh, the female titan, and uh, big battle, Eren fights this, you know, fights her in the streets, and, in titan mode, both of them going at it, and then they eventually, titan they have on her titan cornered, violence. titan on titan violence, yes. Um, they have her cornered, and she crystallizes herself with penetrable crystal. And that's, let's see, that, that's pretty much the first season. More questions than answers, like Attack on Titan likes to do, as we have come to learn. Um, it's all well, conspiracy theory and or conspiracy theory, and nobody knows what the I think the on. biggest thing that they forgot, or you probably <laughs> forgot to mention, was the fact that to the origin of the Titans, it was located in his house, in his basement. Uh, it's a, well, they don't know what it is, but it's only because he knows that his father told him that it's in the basement and he gave him the key or he sent him the key to it or something like that. It, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it, but, but the problem so is they, they literally yeah. haven't brought up that entire sequence of events of oh, him, no. which is infuriating to me. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they, they mention it. It's and, like they just and, forgot about it. Yeah, there's so much other stuff going on that I don't know when they're going to get back to it. I I doubt they're going to get back to it by the end of season three, the way things are looking. We'll get to that. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's and then it became <laughs> something else. And now, as we get into season two now, we see why they haven't even gotten back to that at all. Because, and I can't even remember what happens at the beginning of season two. I only remember... Well, how it ended, honestly. Beginning of season two, uh, there's a big break in one of the uh, the, the walls. That's and right. There's a giant Titan face in there. So they're all like, "What the hell's going on? Why is there a Titan in the walls?" Um, and then the pastor, Pastor Nick, comes out and he's all like, "You know, you guys need to cover that up and, and make sure it doesn't get sunlight to hit it and yada yada yada." Um, because Titans can't, you know, do much at night. They basically are, are forced to to sleep or not and not do anything. They they can um, move around freely during the day, though. Titans are plants. They they're solar powered. If it's nighttime, they go sleepy. 
but but apparently we we discover that all of these walls that are surrounding these cities, you know, Wall Maria, Wall Rose, and then Wall I forget the last name, and it's uh, mentioned so many times. <laughs> I, I can't remember the Wall. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> like thirty characters to know. It's ridiculous. Yeah, um, they're all they all have titans in them, and we they, nobody knows why. But what they discover then is these walls are not made of stone like um like the gates that's where the titans broke through was they broke through the gates nobody ever broke through the actual walls themselves Mm -hmm. and now we're wondering they know that these walls are made of titans so they're not you know going through them to hurt their 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 brothers you know they're 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 all these other people so they're trying now the the scout squad is trying to figure out what exactly is going on here and uh and then we hear that there has been a breach in uh, in, in Wall Rose, and uh, Titans have uh, attacked a, uh, a village and are are coming upon the um, the location of the of Aaron and his squad. They've basically been um, told to go stay out in this uh, camp area, and then we see all these Titans coming up on them, and then we get this really interesting fight scene. Um, and we we lose a few people during that that uh, particular exchange, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they go right new, into the new characters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of the but, uh, long-standing character. I forget her name. She was one of the long. Made it. She basically lived through season one, and then. Uh, yeah, not not through season two though. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's so much that happens in this. It, it, like I said, it was hard for me to try and keep up with it. Um, um yeah, there, there's a, a beast titan appears, and we're like, what the hell? Thing, but he can oh, talk. Season two is a little fresh in my mind because I binged it. Yes, awesome. So, okay, so one of their, uh, one of their more commander generals, guy, I think you just talked about her. Um, you find out that she was also a titan. Oh, Ymir? Yes, but she, in a way, kind of has this kind of memory block to her. And it's almost like she didn't know she was a Titan, but she also did. It's ve- it was a very confusing moment. Yep. And then it's like... She, she could read the language on those boxes. And, and, yeah. Reiner, and Reiner was like, wait, you read those lab- the labels? Because it's like a lost lang- language that only Titans can understand or some weird shit like that. It, like, it got kind of into like... We, it, it almost just teased us with the history of this, uh, of this world. Because there's apparently, we only know what uh, we've been shown in the series. We only know what has happened, what we've seen for, through our own eyes. Everything that they tell us, I think, you have to just like throw out and assume it's a lie. Because we have no, because what happened, what they told us, or, or they, they kind of said has happened, is not what's really happened because we're getting glimpses into this whole thing of about sacrifice deals with devils or something like that. Like it's all titans coming from confusing. this kingdom. Yeah, yeah, and it gets really weird because a lot of you know some of them don't know how the, we still don't know where the titans come from. But now we're getting a little. We're starting. We're getting some, a little bit more of an idea where they're coming from because uh-huh. we learn, like I said, Ymir is a titan, and then we also learned that there's a village in the south that uh, one of these recruits is from, Connie. Um, and that village was destroyed. Uh, all the buildings were, were uh, um, you know, 
just you know in in shambles but there was no blood there were uh there was no sign of like people dead there um the only thing that was there was a malformed titan in connie's house you're kind of jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah, so but <laughs> I mean, we're going to be covering, you know, quite a few episodes here. So Yeah, it's okay if we jump around a little bit. But yeah, the, the, the town that was attacked was Connie's hometown. Because, yeah, that's, and, and that's the, the direction that all these titans came from. Um, because they, they had assumed that the wall was, was breached, so they're all on their way to try and figure out what exactly happened and see if they can find the, the breach so they can get... Um, enough people out there to repair the hole and, and keep more Titans from getting in. Um, they don't find a hole. They yeah. search the wall from yeah. east to west and there is no hole. I, I hate it when I can't find the hole. Yeah. Well, they were, they were, they were kind of groping around in the dark, but yeah, yeah, true. True. And then when you're going day and night at it and you're for a hole and you can't find it, you get kind of tired. So it might be easy oh to miss. God. But Stop. no, done. You finished. <laughs> so they decide to uh, um, everywhere. They decide to camp for the night, and and they end up finding the the ruins of this uh, um this castle. And that's where we have this scene that uh, Chris was talking about, where Emir was reading was rummaging through these these cans and found you know this can of sardines in that in that ancient language. And yes. uh, that's that's where we learned that Ymir was a titan. And, and also, we also discovered that some titans can be uh, uh, moving around at night because the, the, their castle that they're staying at gets attacked by Ooh, so a then, large and see, number. And means. see, that's the thing that, that's a little... At this point, we also encounter... What we now assume is the like the big leader of the Titans. Yeah, the Beast Titan again. Mm-hmm. The big, big hairy monkey looking one. Uh, his identity one. is. Uh, we don't know who he is, but he can speak. Uh, the, uh, he can talk with them. Yes. Yes. Clear as day. They're able to move when he's around at night. Maybe it's something uh, to do. The, at least that's. Mm. Maybe. Okay. That, not, go ahead, Ben. You were going to say. I, I haven't watched it, but it sounds like maybe he's got some sort of weird special power. Which that makes sense because we'll, we'll get to some of that mm-hmm. here in, in a little bit. <clears throat> yes. Um, I didn't oh. even think of it that way. So. Yeah, so but, they were completely attacked and they were able to, to escape the situation. Uh, only because they had reinforcements come help. They oh, were yes. Al- they were almost overrun. But, uh, you know, Emir was jumping down to, to basically, uh, um, she'd pulled the tower down and it saved everybody who was still in the tower, but they, they started coming back up out of the, the rubble and they were about to get eaten when uh, Hanchi and her squadron um, join up with them as well as uh, um, Captain Levi. Mm-hmm. And, and they're all saved at that yes. point. Um, and, and that's when they fill him in as to what's been going on. And, yeah, basically all hell is breaking loose. And they, just, they, they go check the wall at this point. They, they go on top of Wall Maria. Mm-hmm. And at this point, we learn something even more troubling. 
two of the people that were in this squad with Aaron and Ymir and Krista and this and Connie and all those guys. It, uh, it was Reinhard and who? What was the other guy's name? Berthold. Berthold. Mm-hmm. They reveal to Aaron they are the Armored Titan and Colossal Titan. They and want it's so funny how they do it, too. Yeah, it's just so nonchalantly. Hey, hey, Aaron, before you go, we're the guys who ate your mother and, and caused all this ruckus five years ago. We want you to come join us. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so like, you, you guys are crazy, crazy right? <laughs> and then they have so this... nonchalantly and randomly that you're just not expecting it at all. Well, because they were going to be leaving at that point, I think is what they, what they were trying to emphasize. Yeah, they were going they they, to go over the other side of the wall. They had decided that it, that it was time for them to fulfill their mission. What that mission is, they don't tell you immediately, but it's just, it really is just kind of a such a nonchalant reveal that you're just kind of left, wait, what? And they're Because they're, they're talking about, oh, yeah, we've got a mission that we're going to fulfill. I think it's time to do it the way things are going. So let's get this going. And then, yeah, they just kind of, hey, Aaron, we're, uh, we're, he's the Colossal Titan. I'm the Armor Titan, and we're, we want you to join us because... And then, and then what happens? They don't reveal really why. It's just kind of they, they take Aaron, don't they? If I, you guys who binged it so, uh, more recently than I have. By, uh, you know. Aaron pretty much loses his shit, and they go into fight mode. Yeah, uh, so, so it goes down the wall and starts fighting uh, the Iron Titan. Yeah, the armored one. The, the armored, the armored Titan. <clears throat> well, well, I yeah. the Colossal Titan is holding back the entire team because he's got this weird ability. That's where right. His steam just burns everybody, so they can't even come near him to to cut off his his neck weakness. Yeah, the Colossal uh, Titan is so huge that he just produces so much heat that you can't. You, like normal Titans, they can get close to. When it's hot, but the colossal one that they can't even touch, like they just can't even get. Yeah, it. and the thing about the colossal one, he also doesn't have legs, so he can't walk. He can't fully uh, form. He well, he does. Well, he does have legs, but where where he transformed, I think he didn't have enough room, so he kind of like merged into the wall. It was really I weird because it's only his his, yeah, his rib cage was kind of right. gripping the, the top of the wall. Yeah, so he merged into the half of the wall. He has a lower body because he we saw that before when he transformed outside the wall. So you're saying uh, this prior. is the, the Attack on Titan is just the origin story story of Demon Wall. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Aaron is fighting the Iron Titan and or and he's losing the fight <laughs> until he Remembers a fight that he had with uh, Annie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, Where she taught him at this grapple move, which he then uses on him. And as he's essentially choking him to death, also Titan realizes that he needs to help him before he pretty much takes out. He, like, he's breaking his neck. I remember because like, his neck, where the weakness is, starts to shatter. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, they're going to be able to kill him if that whole thing breaks. Yeah, and Reiner screams, and then Berthold hears Reiner scream and falls and he off just the wall. falls off the wall right on top of them, essentially like just wrecking and completely. Yep, and then they escape. Um, Berthold switches back to his human mode. Um, Reiner, yeah, the Reiner runs off as the Titan, and they have. Um, 
Aaron and they have what's her Ymir. name? Yeah, yeah, who also lost the leg during the fight. And an arm. Then armas. One arm yeah. and one leg was gone. Correct. Yes, and that's what because uh Bertold ate uh Aaron. To get so him out of has, there. To get him out so he has no arms or legs right now. So he's no, no, he, he has legs, just no arms. Oh right, right, yeah. So, th- so they're running yeah. on the other side of Wall Maria, trying to get back to their village, um, and the scouts are waiting for these lifts to arrive so they can go down and, and, and chase after them. Yeah, so they're waiting for lifts so they can get the horses over the wall so they can chase them. Get Aaron back, because Aaron is essentially their secret weapon against the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's revealed why here in a second. <laughs> yeah, but, but we also learned that Emir was the titan that ate um, Ryan, um, Bertold and, and Reiner's friend. friend. So, and that's how she came back from being uh, a titan. Because apparently this friend from the same village that they're all from was also a titan. Mm-hmm. We actually, uh, you, you don't really learn why until here in season three but yes, but yes. jumping the gun maybe a little bit there but but uh, but, it, but it was it, we did kind of see that she was a titan ate their friend and then came to be a human with the titan abilities yes and it, even she doesn't know she just remembers being a titan and kind of roaming the uh the landscape just yep. aimlessly you know um yeah. so yeah so, so they finally get the horses. They start chasing after them. And at this point, they're in this big, massive, dense forest. And they're kind of trying to get their energy back and healing themselves mm-hmm. um, from the fight. And the titans who want to eat all of them. Um, so they can't really move. They can't really go anywhere. Uh, and I think here we learn some very valuable information. Um, that the who's the Iron Titan again? Uh, Reiner. Reiner is suffering from a split personality, where he role that he actually believes that he's there to help fight the Titans. Mm-hmm. Yep, he had to compartmentalize it. all of these things in order to stay sane while he was in the uh, the scouts. You know, versus what he had done as the armored titan, mm-hmm. and they basically snap him out of it, and then he he, he literally believes that he's helping them, when in reality he's actually a titan that caused all this shit to happen. Yep, and he even asks, he, like he he breaks down because he looks at Aaron, and he's like, hey, like t- starts talking to him like they're friends, and Aaron's like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? You <laughs> after everything, what? And then, like, and then it's kind of. I think Berthold says something to him. He's like, "Oh, oh yeah, that's why we're here." Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not a. Uh, he says something like, "I'm not a soldier. I'm a warrior," or something like that. Yep. Some Titan specific. Like he's not comparing himself to humans. He has to compare himself to Titans. He's got a mission to fulfill. So he snaps out of it. But yeah, he's definitely starts to lose it, and that leads to kind of the next chain of events here because they're they're hiding yeah. out in the trees, waiting for. Um, them to heal, Ymir and uh, and uh, Aaron to heal because they can't, they don't have the strength to car- to carry them fully on the They're whole. Essentially, way. waiting for nightfall so the Titans can pretty much go to sleep and they can get past them. Yeah, because they're completely surrounded by the Titans. Yep. 
But at this point, that's when they see the smoke signals coming from the... Uh, um, there was one the other bit of information that came out during the time they're sitting there talking, is that... Uh, no, like, she mentions um, Ape Titan, mm-hmm. and they don't know who that is. They were completely surprised about this... Yes. She just mentions... So here is we believing that all these Titans, you know, are on the same team. And, like, you know, these are the more intelligent ones, and then you have the pretty much savage dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then here's them. They had no idea who this Titan was. They were like, what are you talking about? Like, they've never encountered this Titan before. I thought that was very interesting Mm -hmm. because I was under the assumption that, again – they, this monkey titan was another spy that they had in the ranks, and not these nope. guys don't know about it. They're, yep, they're on they're on all separate teams. Find out, so we're like, so now we're like, who the hell is the beast titan then? <laughs> we, like, is there like a titan war happening that we don't know about? Like, is this guy leading titans, and these titans are trying to stop these other titans? That's why they need Aaron and and uh, what's her name again? Uh, Ymir. Yeah, Ymir, we don't know. Like, this show just throws more questions and zero answers to all But they questions. also need one other person. Yep. The, yes. uh, they, Krista. They, they, they need the royal bloodline. And for some reason, Krista is not Krista. She is actually Historia, Historia Rice. Mm-hmm. Which we learn more about, a little bit more about that in season three. But yes. um, she is also in the vanguard with the scouts that are pursuing uh, Bertold and, uh, and Reiner, trying to get uh, Aaron and Ymir back. And like I said, they're coming up on them, and they're fo- it forces the, the, the group to um, leave the trees early. And uh, they get all these titans following them, as well as they get a few of them that go after the scouts. So this real big battle ensues. Um, and Aaron is trying to, uh, be, you know, go back Titan mode again, but he still can't because he's regenerating. Mm-hmm. Um, he finally basically goes ape shit after a while, and he does go Titan mode. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, no, he doesn't. He yeah. doesn't go Titan mode. He doesn't. He, uh, he can't. But, he can't still, but he sees someone. Yeah, he see, Yeah. What basically what ends up happening is he sees... Um, somebody about to get eaten by one of the Titans and he just goes crazy and he screams. But he sees but the Titan that... You see the Titan that oh, ate oh, his yes. mom. It's the that's, Titan that yes, ate his right, mom. The, right. the, the, they right. call him Joker, I think. That's the name they have for him. Because he's always got that big-ass smiley face on. And yet he sees that exact same Titan that uh, the one yeah, that the ate his mom. Titan. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he goes ape shit. he screams, and then all the yeah. Titans... That were going after the uh, scouts or that were going after uh, Reiner and uh, Berthold. They go after the Smiling Titan. And they destroy him. Yep, Aaron controlled them all with one scream. And suddenly we discover why they've been calling... Berthold and Reiner have been calling Aaron the... uh, What are they? It's a C word. Not that word. Uh, The the conduit? (laughs) The the controller? The the channeler? They They called him something multiple times. And we see why, because apparently Aaron has the ability to control Titans. He's 
Pikmin, essentially. And then he, he sends all the Titans after Reiner and uh, um, as, they, as they're trying to escape. And yeah, it's, it ends really crazy. Before that, we also got, um, again, I forgot her name. Emir. Emir. Emir, uh, the entire time they're trying to convince her to join them. And eventually she gives in because, because but only she if they... save Historia. She sacrifices herself to save, uh, to, to stop them chasing after Historia. Oh, it's big. Is that that girl's name? Oh, yeah, Krista. Krista, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I guess it's it's a kind of a, a ugly uh, TLDR we're giving here. But like I said, there's so much happening in those episodes that it's really hard to fully understand until you watch it yourself. And I guess I watch it again, and then watch it again, and then you might get most of it. Yeah, um, and at the very end, at the very very end of two, the last thing we see. Is uh, uh, there's there uh, Ymir, uh, Reiner, and Bertold are having a, a little bit of a conversation. Um, I can't remember what it's about. I don't know if you guys do or want to expound upon it. Um, I don't recall it to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, but then the last scene we see is basically this long. I, I love the camera shot. It's one of those long zooms from a distance that goes in really fast and. We see the Beast Titan oh, yeah. and a bunch of other Titans, too, I believe. I can't remember exactly, but on the Beast Titan's shoulders, there stands uh, Von Hohenheim. Uh, or, sorry, I mean uh, Aaron Yeager. It looks like Von Hohenheim. Uh, and so now, again, does more questions raised than anything is answered. And finally, season three hit. And, yeah, we're, we're all in for a... Uh, Big treat slash surprise slash what the fuckery. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of shit happening in season three. Mm, already. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but we'll cover that yeah. next week. Uh, yeah. I, I Chris and I are caught up through, through episode five, but yes. um, Gary doesn't like his uh, subtitled anime. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't read anime. I watch it. <laughs> Why read if you can watch a movie? The book takes 24 hours, a movie... <laughs> I mean, I, there, there's reasons why I can't... I have a hard time watching some. Because I can't multitask. To be fair, Gary... Gary you want to know what it is recently? Okay, I think we've had enough fun of taking the piss out of Gary. <laughs> We're just teasing. <laughs> you know, what, you know, what is it recently, Gary? Recently, it's... This, I don't care. But this is an actual thing that I feel. And now that I've realized it, it's very hard for me not to. It's like one of those things, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Pretty much, I can't stand the female voiceovers in Japanese. For this. (laughs) No, 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 listen. The reason for this is when there's like a scene where happy or they're crying or showing these crazy signs of emotion or in distress I always feel like a giant tentacle is about to come out out of nowhere and it's going to turn 
into an anime that only Chris is going to enjoy. Hey, Whoa, what? Hey. You, you, you secretly enjoy those too, Gary. You forgot me as well, Gary. Literally, this is how like I I try to watch it, and they all sound like that to me. For me to get past that point now, yeah, it's just so over exaggerated, and I know it's because I don't speak Japanese, so it sounds completely different to me. Oh, Japanese, maybe that's not how it would be. Um, but literally, that that's. And I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> I love it, Gary. I love it so. This much. sounds so, good, and that's exactly what I feel is about to happen. Like, I hate feeling that way, and you can judge me for it all you want, but Gary, Gary's seen enough hentai to know where this. Is going. <laughs> Yeah. Basically, what it comes to. Well, you're the one that's always like, say, what anime should I watch? Black Bible. Or Bible Black. <laughs> you know what? To everybody. Because we're getting to the near the end of the episode, you talk about what hentai to watch. Chris, it's your week to decide what we're watching. All right. Well, I have a special treat, and I do, I do hope that um, our other fellow uh, podcasters, uh, once they find out about this, will join us to talk about it because. This anime that I'm going to recommend um, is actually the other half of uh, the, the two animes that I was watching when I when I uh, kind of thought up the book anime club idea thing that we that we that I pitched to you guys that we're doing now. Um, I was watching this one along with Hitori no Shita. I, I I love it so much more than that one. I, I think you'll. I, I was a little disappointed Hitori no Shita didn't go over as well, to be honest, but that's how it goes. That's what this is all about. Trying new things. Um, <laughs> trying new things. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this one was going on at uh, the same time as uh, this new season of My Hero Academia and and, um, and the second season of Hitori no Shita. Uh, it just finished airing its first season in June. Uh, it is called Golden Kamui. Uh, and let me, in fact, read you the, uh, the description here. The story takes place in the mighty northern field of Hokkaido. The time is in the turbulent late Meiji era. A post-war soldier, Sugimoto, aka Immortal Sugimoto, was in need of large sums of money for a particular purpose. What awaited Sugimoto, who stepped into Hokkaido's gold rush with dreams of making a fortune, was a tattoo map leading to a hidden treasure based on hints inscribed on the bodies of convicts of convicts in Abashiri pr prison. The magnificent nature of Hokkaido's uh, versus vicious convicts and the meeting of a, of, with a pure Ainu girl, a Sherpa, a survival battle for a hid hidden treasure hunt begins. Um, it's a little bit shonen, uh, but it's a uh, period, and it's uh, pretty, pretty uh, accurate uh, to... Oh, what can I say? There's nothing too wild going on. So it's pretty oh. grounded, but I'm really enjoying it. It's called Golden Kamui. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I hope you guys enjoy it. Sounds good. Uh, uh, Chris, it looks like it's on Crunchyroll, right? What's that? Looks like it's on Crunchyroll, right? It is on Crunchyroll. I believe it is also animation, and it is... And it has some very superb English voice acting as well. I've, I've watched both. Uh, and I love both the dub and the sub. The dub is very good, so Gary, you should be able to enjoy it. Uh, very nice. Um, in <laughs> fact, you may recognize several voice actors uh, on here. Um, 
So, yeah, yeah, uh, there it is. <laughs> okay, um, Chris, do you mind doing a shout-out? And uh, I would love to. How they can contact you? Yes, uh, I'd like to shout-out friends, family, listeners, uh, you guys. Uh, shout-out to Alfonso, shout-out to Tim, shout-out to Neil. Miss you guys, love you all. Uh, if you want to... Get in contact with me. Uh, I can be found on the Twitter at uh, at Devangel. That's D E V A N G I E L. Um, Gary. Uh, yeah. Shoutouts to you guys for having me on. Um, Alfonso, Tim, who weren't able to join us. We miss you, Neil. Um, at Gagwaush. That's G A G L A U S H on. Twitters. And Klaus. Oh, I want to shout out everybody who's uh, been enjoying our podcast here, the listeners. Um, thank you so much for uh, keeping us doing this. Shout out to the co-hosts, Chili, uh, Gary, Chris. Thank you so much for uh, putting up with my shit on here. Um, <laughs> shout out to uh, Neil, to um, Tim, Alfonso. We miss you guys. Um uh, uh, shout out to uh, basically everybody so I don't miss anybody <laughs> because I'm just having one of those days where it's like I know I'm forgetting somebody but it's just like I, I'm having a brain fart right really bad how can they contact you but you can uh, catch me out on uh, Twitter at PHXDN underscore K-L-A-U-S-S. Or you can catch me on one of my daily streams out at twitch.tv slash phoenixdownradio. Which you'll be streaming... Every day. Already. Yeah, it will have, it will, <laughs> the stream will have happened by the time this has gone up. But like yeah. I guess I stream usually every night around uh, 7 p.m. Central time. So. Yeah. Chris, uh, so you can stop by. Yay! <laughs> all right. I want to shout out to all my co-hosts. Thanks for putting up with me hosting today. Hopefully it wasn't too bad. Uh, Klaus. It was dreadful. Okay, I'm Chris. kidding. It was the best. Uh, shout out to Alfonso. Um, we miss you. Uh, shout out to Neil. Um, we miss you just as much. And I hope you appear on again sometime soon. Um, and a shout out to everyone that's listening. And a shout out to Tim. Oh, miss you, Tim. And a shout out to Crunchyroll. Please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> or Funimation. Or Funny or Netflix. We're, or we're, we don't discriminate in anime here. We're not going to insult any sort of service that will support us. You know, we'd love to get some uh, some tickets so we can go see the uh, My Hero Academia movie coming oh, yes, up. Yes, please. Come Ooh. on. Come on. In fact, I'll Sh- shameless, shameless begging. I love it. <laughs> we, 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 we'd oh, love to give to- it a wonderful uh, review for you. Unless it's bad, then no. <laughs> I, I, I can't be bought with just tickets. <laughs> he needs I cannot least, be bought uh, for soda and some popcorn as well. Yeah. I mean, if you can find a place that sells nut-free popcorn, okay. <clears throat> okay, so you, you need uh, um, jujubes and red rope licorice. I don't even know. <laughs> Am, am, I I to assume, say, am I to I, assume I that you're allergic know. to nuts, Ben? Yeah, I'm allergic that to mean nuts. That you, is that all kind of nuts? What kind yeah. of nuts specifically are alert, you allergic all to? All of them. All of them? Yeah. So if I were to say, come over and, and put my nuts on your forehead, you would get a rash? 
Uh, I'll end the podcast with something my mum used to say then, okay? By the way, you can contact me at Chile UK. And as we're talking about nuts, I'm going to end with something my mum used to tell me. Right? Okay, everyone ready? Mm-hmm. Ben, the reason why you're so allergic to nuts is because you're nuts enough as it is. Till next Good night, week. folks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>